0: Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris Orvellosos on social media. Welcome back to So Over Fifty podcast on Soul Organized Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. On Soul Organized Style podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders, past and present. Thanks for joining us on So Over Fifty podcast on Soul Organized Style. So Over Fifty intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. Today's podcast is about Days for Girls. A special thank you to Monica, who is a patron, and she was the one who asked for me to interview Mary, who is from Days for Girls Australia. Monica, thanks so much for supporting the podcast on Patreon, listening every week, and also for suggesting that Days for Girls would be a good podcast subject this week. Mary, thank you for being today's So Over 50 guest on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Maria. I appreciate the invitation to come and talk to your listeners. Mary is the Chief Operating
0: Officer for Days for Girls Australia. However, Mary, it's not just Australia that Days for Girls cover.
1: Days for Girls is an international award-winning charity. We're a charity here in Australia But also in America, where our founder started Days for Girls, we have teams and chapters who sew kits in Canada, New Zealand, the UK, Europe, and some of our island nations as well. And we also have social enterprises who sew the Days for Girls kits in 34 countries around the world. So we cover quite a bit of the world.
0: I know our listeners will be able to find all of the links that I'll have on the podcast blog posts and there'll be links to the Days for Girls Australia website as well and all of the information there that people can look into.
1: That's right. If your listeners aren't from Australia, they can find out where a local team or chapter is by going on to the Days for Girls website under who we are and then where we operate. And they just put their country in and then all the teams and chapters, if there's one in their country, will pop up on the map.
0: Oh, great. Makes it easy to find then. It does. As I mentioned in the intro, Monica, who is one of our listeners, she is someone who is involved in Days for Girls in her local area. So what happens in those local groups?
1: In Australia, we have over 100 teams and chapters who gather together to sew reusable, washable, feminine hygiene kits for girls and women who don't have access to a product or a commercial product or any type of product to manage their period properly because there's over 500 million girls and women in the world that don't have access to menstrual products including probably over a million here in Australia
0: and you wouldn't think that that would be the case in Australia
1: no when you google period poverty not much comes up about it in Australia but you know period poverty is everywhere poverty is everywhere It just goes to show that period poverty is also everywhere. It's a hidden poverty that not many people talk about.
0: Period poverty isn't just about not having access to those products. It affects other parts of their lives.
1: That's correct. Period poverty is about not having access to products to manage their period, but also places where they can properly change when a girl or woman has a period. Also, proper toilets and sanitation facilities. And if you don't have something to manage your period, then it may stop you from, in a lot of cases, It stops girls and women from going to school or going to work. So it impacts their education and their livelihood.
0: Yeah. So their education and then they don't have the ability to earn an income because they haven't had that education just from that one thing every month.
1: That's correct and in some cases they're using unsanitary items to manage their periods and then that involves a health risk to the girls and women. They can get urinary tract infections and other type of infections. In some countries they use corn husks or cut down cow bits of old rag, old paper, just to manage their period. Our goal is to be able to shatter the stigma around menstruation and ensure that every girl everywhere period has access to what they need to manage their periods. The
0: teams and the chapters, what do they aim to do on a regular basis?
1: Our teams and chapters will sow the Days for Girls kit which comprises of four sewn elements, which is a drawstring bag, a carry pouch, a shield, and liners. So included in the kit is also some soap, some instructions, and some underwear. And then in that is a carry pouch, which is a beautiful little carry pouch it's made out of a polyurethane laminar, which mm-hmm. is a waterproof. So the idea of the carry pouch is that it will carry the soiled liners home and also hold water so the girls can wash in the carry pouch in private. So the drawstring bag and that, they're fairly simple patterns and everything, but we've refined them over the years Days for Girls has been going since 2008 and we do have quite high expectations for our kids as far as quality goes because it's so important for many girls, even the girls here in Australia, we want them to get the best possible gift they can have and for it to last the longest possible time. We don't allow people to do a lot of sewing at home or individually. They have to be part of a certified team because we know the quality is going to be ensured. So we have the drawstring bag, which we sew using a sewing machine and overlocker. We have our carry pouch, sewing machine and overlocker. And one of the important components of the kit is our shield which looks like a Modest pad with wings. And that has three layers of fabric, or actually five if you count the pocket. It's made out of 100% cotton, and we prefer the quilter's cotton because it's a better quality cotton. And in the middle is a polyurethane laminate. So that's the waterproof barrier. This is all sewn just using a sewing machine. And then what we have is what goes into the shield are the liners. Now we make these liners out of a hundred percent cotton flannelette, and all the colors are bright stain-busting colours. Oh. So that it hides the stains of variants and Also, this shape, when it's hanging up on the washing line in a communal area where girls may be hanging their washing, it doesn't look like a period product. That's right. This folds into three there's two layers, what we call the hot spot, and then the outer layer. And this will fold up and fits into the shield. And on a heavy flow day, and then The shield and the liner just gets clipped around the girl's underpants. Right. Just, as I said, just like a modest pad with wings. And on a heavy flow day, a girl can fit up to three of the liners. So that's 18 layers of absorbency.
0: That's very secure.
1: It is. And if they're not sure when they're going to start their period, what they can do is they can carry one, With the shield, they fold it up into what we call a pod or a personal object of dignity, and it folds up that they can just fit it in their pocket. And
0: no one would know any different if it fell out of your bag.
1: Exactly. No one knows any difference. With our drawstring bags, we used to make them slightly smaller and we've increased the size slightly because the feedback from the girls was if the bag's slightly bigger, that will then fit my exercise book in for school and I can take it every day to school and no one will know that I'm taking it just because I've got my menstruation or my menzies. Well, that's very
0: good because it's part of everyday life.
1: It is part of everyday life. Yeah. So yes, at a sew day, when teams and chapters will sew various components on their sew day. We need eight liners per kit. So a lot of sew days, volunteers will be making the liners. We have two shields per kit. That's the next component that we have a lot of sewing of, And then we also have one drawstring bag and one carry pouch. Hmm. So they're the least. But we need people who do sewing and who are good at sewing and overlocking and good at you know, making sure what they're doing is the best possible sewing that they can possibly do. It's not difficult. We've got so many tricks and tools to help us make the best product possible. We have ironing jobs and we have cutting out jobs and we have drawing around jobs and yeah, many, many jobs for non-sewers as well as sewers.
0: Oh, that's good. Because then it can be a really useful time for people to be doing this work and also enjoying each other's company.
1: That's right. Although we're with Days for Girls, it's about the girl and about making the kits for the girls. It's also about the people who come to our sew days and about the fellowship and the friendship we develop there and and the support that we give to each other at these gatherings. Yeah, it's just beautiful. And We know that each kit we get into the hands of a girl is making a difference. It's changing the world one girl at a time because it means she can go to school. It means she can reach her full potential. And one thing I probably do need to say is Days for Girls in Australia is 100% volunteer. We're a registered charity with the ACNC and we have the donated gift recipient status with the ATO, but we are 100% volunteer and I'm a volunteer in the role of chief operating officer. So people are always quite surprised when I tell them that, but yeah.
0: It's good that people know that it's a registered charity. You've got all of the infrastructure for it to be ongoing and to be run well.
1: That's correct. And we have all the compliance that we need to comply with, with ATO and ASIC and ACNC.
0: In other countries that has Days for Girls, do they run in a similar way?
1: Uh, Yes, they do. In America and Canada, they're all registered and the UK registered. And same with even our enterprises in the countries in the developing nations and our teams we all have standards that we have to comply with four days for girls and even internally standards for compliance for financial management of our money and yeah and the compliance with the way we sew our kids the way we pack our kits the way we distribute the kits
0: so this is a question for people who can't get to a team or a chapter sewing day, can people participate from home to sew or to contribute in other ways? So how can people help out?
1: We don't encourage home sewing to begin with in Australia. In some of the other countries, they do have what we call home sewers. But in Australia, we try and encourage all sewers to come to a team and chapter and learn how to make the kits first and then they might be able to do some sewing at home but they can make donations to days for girls either monetary donations and as i mentioned earlier we we're a tax deductible charity so any donation over two dollars is tax deductible you can also reach out to your local team and chapter and see if they need material. We do have, as I mentioned, we're particular with the materials we use and the stain busting qualities of the materials so it's always best to speak to a team chapter or leader first yeah but if there's quilters out there who want to do a bit of a de-stash if you've got some nice bright stain busting fabric out there there's plenty of teams that would be happy to ease your load of Fabric so that you can go out and purchase more. If you're like most people, I love fabric and I will just go and buy and buy. And then you look in the cupboard and you think, hmm, I've got quite a lot of fabric in there.
0: So people can either help out with the teams, get in contact with teams in case they need particular supplies or donate to the organization because it's tax deductible.
1: That's correct. And that's the same for in Canada or in the US as well.
0: On a personal level, Mary, did you start sewing clothes or how did you start your sewing journey?
1: I started my sewing journey quite young. My mother was a professional dressmaker. I was sewing probably from the age of seven. Yes, so I've sewn a lot. I sew used to when I had time sew my own dresses and my mum taught me how if I like the skirt of one pattern but the top of another how to blend them together and then also how to draft my own patterns and things. So yeah I've been sewing a long time. I don't get to do as much sewing now as I'd like. I have my own team and chapter in the Golden Valley in Victoria which is near Shepparton And when we have our sew days, a lot of the time, myself and my co-leader, we spend time helping people with their sewing and fixing machines that aren't working. So I don't get as much time to sew, but when I do, I love it.
0: Good. It sounds like you're a very busy person. I'm really thankful that you could give me time to come onto the podcast to talk about Days for Goals. Thank you to Monica for saying, can we please have a Days for Girls episode on the podcast?
1: Yes. Thank you, Monica, for letting Maria know about us. And hopefully people will be able, if they've got an interest, will be able to locate us or even just email Days for Girls Australia, which is australia at daysforgirls.org. And I'm sure Maria will put that link on for
0: us it'll be on the podcast blog post and on the instagram post as well
1: wonderful thank you mary thank you so much maria i really appreciate being invited to come and talk
0: you can find out more details about days for girls australia limited at www.daysforgirls.org forward slash australia this episode for sarah for 50 podcast on soul and style was produced by me maria Harris with permission of Mary Connolly Gale, soundbybentsound.com. Listeners, if you want to provide a guest post for sover 50, make sure you direct message Judith and Sandy at the sover 50 account on Instagram. Also, keep an eye out for the next So 50 live event that Bird and Molly are hosting. Remember, these sover 50 live events will always be available on the sover 50 account. You can subscribe to Solga podcast style podcasts, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free so Over 50 podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon so I can keep producing it for you. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time.
1: Stay safe, everyone.